All right, everybody, welcome to a special chapter of Legion's Cast. I'm here. I am your host, Steve Bashotti, and with me today is not Travis Bowles or Pete McCarthy. Those guys are so lazy. They're so. I'm literally doing this from my house, and they could have been doing the same thing, but they had to... Pete, I think, said he had to have some macaroni and cheese. That was his... That was his 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 uh, his excuse, and I, I I've got a message for my guest here to tell you why Travis isn't here. But first, I got to introduce my guest. We have everyone's favorite Lazy Boy customizer from Maine, Jeremy Gerard. How you doing, Jeremy? I'm doing well, Stephen. Thanks for having me back. How what's the weather like in Maine? It's rainy in Maine right now. <laughs> it's it? also rainy. It's also rainy in Rhode Island, where I happen to actually live. Oh, okay. But uh, well, yeah, it's cold. It's cold and rainy. Nice. It is. Uh, it is not. Uh, not great here either. Um, it's getting that fall time of year. So, but, so, uh, I scheduled you. Reached out to you today to see if you could come on the show with 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 us. And I, I, called Travis and I'm like, hey, Jeremy's coming on. And Travis said that he would not come on the show because he is mad at you about Legion's Con. Um, as you may have seen the schedule, both myself and my co-host Pete McCarthy both are moderating panels. And Travis is, is nowhere on the schedule. And he feels that he is being um, targeted, excluded, singled out. And he is, he's quite upset with you. And I, I, I told him I would talk to you about it because, you know, I, I, I get it. I mean, the guy can't even read his own name properly. Why would you put him, you know, in front of a, a panel to moderate? So, um, Jeremy, do you want, do you have anything to say for Travis to, to try to smooth this over? Uh, there's no excuse for Travis, but, but I will do my best, um, <laughs> You know, Travis is on the schedule. Travis is part of Legion's cast, which is really the way we're capping this event off. And I wanted to put on a really great show for the fans, um, but I couldn't give him too much. You know, you got to hold something back for Legion's Con 2021. So I felt that doubling up on Travis was too much of a good thing. Oh, okay. It felt like if we doubled up, it would just, people would say, like, I don't ever have to tune in again because this was just the perfect event. So got to leave something in reserve. I figure only give them a little bit of Travis for 2020 to get them back to 2021. You know, in the year 2020, we have all heard a lot of bullcrap polit political answers, but I think that one right there takes the cake. Of everything, there's, there's just too much Travis. Just too much of a good thing. That's, that's what I'm going with. Too much of a good you thing. You should get into politics. That's awesome. I, I don't know how you did that. Um. In all serious no seriousness, welcome to the show. We've got a, a few things we got to discuss. There's a lot going on or coming right around the corner in the world of Mythic Legions. Um. Yeah. And you're at the center of a lot of it, so um, we figured, why the, what the heck, uh, why not have the man himself on to talk about it? So, um, 
Well, heck, let's just start with the first thing that's going to happen, I guess, would be, which would be uh, what, G-Con. Um, my dog is whining. She has no uh, no manners. Um, yeah, so what do you know about G-Con and when's it going to happen? So G-Con is Friday, November 13th. I've kind of... I've kind of been calling this, you know, Mythic Weekend, because uh, I know we're going to talk about Legion's Con in short order, but, you know, Legion's Con is Saturday the 14th, and that was announced previously. Uh, it was actually announced before they announced that G-Con was the 13th, but I've known for a while that the plan was to do this kind of one-two punch with G-Con on Friday the 13th. You know, that's a very studio-focused event. And then following that up the next day with the very community-focused event on the 14th being Legion's Con. So that is the start Friday the 13th. That That is G-Con. And obviously, they um, at this point, they haven't revealed full details yet. Um, there are certainly things that, that I know from the planning you know aspects of it um, that I can't talk about publicly yet because it hasn't been revealed. Nice. Um, yeah, I think that, that I, I, G-Con's always fun. Um, I've, I've, I think I've listened to the bulk of most of them, uh, when they've done them before. And it's always, it's just, it's just, it's a, there's always, you know, cool people there. It's obviously going to be much different this year, I think. Um, and maybe it won't be because actually they're usually just hanging out in their studio doing their thing. And, and uh, I would assume maybe maybe it won't be too much different than normal, even though the pandemic is happening. Do you know if they're well, still having guests in studio? They are not. They're it's not. fully virtual. So it'll be it won't be much different for fans. I think fans at home because GCon has always been a virtual event for the fans. It's not like uh, like one of the toy shows like ToyCon New Jersey or even PowerCon or or even what we did last year with Legion's Con. Those are all live events where people could go and interact and meet the horsemen. Um, G-Con has always been broadcast virtually for the last couple of years, but there was an in-studio presence. So, you know, on a personal level, not being able to go to Jersey for G-Con is one of the big blows for me this year with COVID because it is something I always look forward to and, G-Con has a very special place for me because I can still remember, you know, I've told this story, but the first time I ever went to Full Horseman Studios was in Memorial Day 2018, where it was their intern for a day experience. And, and I paid to be there. Like, that was totally me there as a fan. That was the reward that I selected from the Advent of Decay Kickstarter. Um, a few months later, when they did G-Con, I can remember getting that email from Cornboy saying, like, hey, Jeremy, um, we're doing this online event. We'd love to have you come back to the studio, bring some of your customs and show them off. And that was the first time that I got to go there, not as a fan, but as an invited guest. And it was such an incredibly cool experience. Obviously, I got to go back last year, and that's when, you know, we st I started talking to them about playing a role, you know, playing a role with the organization and, and working on their website with them and their digital marketing and stuff. So G-Con for me kind of sparked all that. So I am definitely bummed that I won't get to be there. Um, it's a time of year where I get to, you know, meet, I get to hang out with Nate and, and Iz and, you know, Joe Vasapolo, Joe Viteri. These are all people that will come down 
um, you know, to the studio, Chris Garwich, and to not be hanging out with all of them in addition to the horsemen themselves definitely kind of stinks. Um, but that is going to be the reality this year. They are playing it safe. So everything is going to be virtual. All of the guests being involved will be in the comfort of their homes or offices or what have you. And everything will be broadcast, you know, remotely. Interesting. Well, it's a strange year, but that brings us on to the next day. Um, you, you, you mentioned, uh, Joe Viteri, um, yep. You and Joe, this will be the second year you guys are putting on Legion's Con, uh, which will be the day after uh, G-Con. Um, tell us about that. Tell us what you got in store for us. Yeah, so like I said, I mean, G-Con, the, while we're still waiting for full information about what it's going to be, if you look at the last few G-Cons, you can get a sense of it is – a very studio focused event it is focused on you know new reveals something new that's happening um it's a lot of fun whereas legions con even though the horsemen are going to have a presence there and have a panel discussion there it is a very community focused event and it really started last year at gcon uh, was the first time that i really started talking to joe vateri at length i had met him like one other time at toycon new jersey um, and we had just kind of chatted a little bit with, with Eric uh, Treadaway. But then at G-Con last year, we were all in the studio together and we started talking more at length. And he reached out to me a few weeks after that event and he said, hey, you know, I'm thinking I'd really I'd like to do like a Mythic Legions focused event. So if you don't know Joe, Joe is a show promoter. He puts on a number of pop culture shows in the New Jersey area. And he got this idea that he wanted to do a Mythic Legions-focused one. He's a huge Legions fan. I mean, the Lord Viteris character is kind of a tribute to, to Joe. So, I mean, you, you can't be much more of a fan when, than when you have a figure that's basically, you know, inspired by you. Um, he reached out to me because he knew that I was well-known in the community. He knew that I had, you know, a sense of what would work. Uh, and I'm a go-getter. I was immediately like, yeah, this is a great idea. Let's start doing it. And we honestly thought we, because he was already doing the ToyCon New Jersey show and the horsemen were going to be there and there was going to be show debuts. We just said, well, hey, that show ends at five. Let's almost treat this like, an, like as an after party. Let's do like from five to eight. We'll just have a handful. We thought it was going to be like a meetup, just like a handful of collectors and customizers who are hanging out and showing stuff. Um, and then when people started like flying in, like people were saying like, oh, I bought my plane tickets. I stepped back for a second and was like, wow, this is, this is getting out of control. This is getting much bigger than I anticipated. Um, and even with very little promotion, very little actually happening in the way of the event itself, other than, hey, we're going to show off some customs. Um, we had probably nearly a hundred people that packed into this little room uh, at ToyCon New Jersey to to share that with us. So that success just got Joe and I thinking about, well, what do we do? How do we follow this up? How do we do 20, you know, Legions Con 2020 and make it more of a con, add panel discussions, still have the exhibits, still have the giveaways, um, but do some live reveals. You know, the horsemen were so happy with the turnout that they said, hey, we want to do more next year. We want to do reveals at the show. We want to make it a bigger deal. So 
that was all incredibly encouraging to hear. And we had already started planning things out to expand on Legions Con 2020. And then, of course, as you pointed out, the entire world went crazy and everyone got sick and we're dealing with COVID now. So plans had to change. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that is one of the events in that I, 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 people probably know from listening to the show, I'm not the type, I'm the least of the three hosts that is likely to run into a crowd of people. Uh, that's not my thing. But, but that gathering right there is, is one that I, I regret missing. Um, I know I was there on uh, Anthony Houseel's chest, and you know my face was on his was on a shirt, and uh, my eyes were right around his nipples, I think. But um, and so I, I think we were all there in uh, in spirit. But but yeah, that one is like, man, I I missed being at the first Legions Con. I can never say I was at the first Legions Con, which really stinks. But uh, but the cool part is is uh, this year, which we did plan on being in person at. It was going to happen um, had the situation been different pandemic-wise. Um, but, you know, that's not going to happen. But at least I will still get to be a part of it. So that's really cool, um, unlike Travis. So, yeah. Uh, what can what are we, we going to see? We, I mean, you've got a, you've got a stacked uh, schedule. It's going to yeah. be – it looks like great. Tell us a little bit about uh, what we're going to see. So what's interesting is – after Legions Con 2019, I was on such a high that I started jotting down ideas. Like in the hotel room, I went back to a really sketchy hotel room in Wayne, <laughs> New Jersey. Um, it's a, it, there's a funny story behind that. But I went back to this really sketchy hotel room and I immediately started like jotting down ideas for how we could expand in 2019 and uh, excuse me, 2020. And that that became, okay, we're going to have these panel discussions. We're still going to do exhibits and, you know, customizers, and we're going to have a marketplace section, but we're also going to have a stage with panel discussions. And, you know, we had listed out the panels that we were going to do. Um, interestingly, if I compare those notes to what we're actually going to do on September 4th, uh, excuse me, on November 14th, they're not that different. A lot of what we had planned is exactly what we're going to execute. Just the delivery method is going to be different. Um, but one of the good things is we had already said that we wanted to broadcast some of the panel discussions worldwide. Um, COVID has forced us to do that. It's forced us to embrace that like so many other organizations. Having to communicate virtually has become a necessity. So that's going to open up Legions Con to a whole new audience, people that couldn't for one reason or another get to New Jersey. And the one challenge that we have is if we were in a physical space, we could kind of have like a showroom floor set up and then we could have a stage set up and we could have speakers. So you could be, you wouldn't have to be in front of the stage listening to the panel discussion to actually hear it. You could be browsing the tables, looking at the custom exhibits and still hear what's going on. Virtually, that's not going to work. Virtually, you can't be in two places at once. So if you're in a breakout room talking to a customizer, you can't also be in a panel discussion. Um, and not for nothing, but all of the community members who would be in those breakout rooms also want to see those panel discussions. 
So what we decided to do was kind of split the day in two. Now, it's, the day is going to run from 9 o'clock in the morning. These are Eastern times. 9 o'clock in the morning till 5 o'clock at night. And we're going to start with a couple hours that is kind of an open format. So this will be an opportunity where you'll go in. There'll be a number of breakout rooms. And all the breakout rooms are listed as what's in there. So if you want to jump in and you want to interact with Saba and Julie from Planetary Dog Toys, you can do that. You want to interact with Brian Burke from Von Burke Studios. You want to interact with, you know, Chris from Crashbox Customs. They're all going to have these different breakout rooms. Um, and those that I just named along with Detour Customs, they're going to be marketplace sellers. So they're not only going to be showing product. In a lot of cases, they're debuting product. They may even have exclusives. But then you're going to be able to go right to their websites to order these products for the first time. Um, there also will be other people like Nikki Nicole Cheney and Dennis Derby who will have um, – breakout rooms where they're not selling anything, but they're meeting fans. They're probably giving tutorials. They're showing people how they do what they do, answering questions, just doing that kind of meet and greet community type aspect. That was such a big part of, of the first Legion's Con. Uh, after that, that's at 11 o'clock where we go into the formal programming. So, you know, we'll kick the show off with just kind of a welcome from Joe and myself, and then we're going to head into the panel discussions. Um, we only have one panel discussion going at a time, so no one has to feel like, where do I go? I don't want to miss something. Um, and we've got five panels. The first one is around customizing Mythic Legions. That's going to be myself and Nikki on that panel. Um, it was also, there was also supposed to be another customizer on that that unfortunately had to drop off. So I got to fill that spot right now. Um, but that one's going to be moderated by Pete. So he's going to be the one who's talking, you know, to to all the customizers through that panel discussion. Does Just before you go on, does Pete understand that the panel is not about him? Dude, I got to tell you, and you, you know this. So, Stephen, little, you know, little not surprise here, but a spoiler. Um, you're moderating a panel as well. Yeah. So yeah. you know that throughout this entire process – all of the guests and moderators have received a number of communications from me. Yeah. Um, as a moderator, I've given some guidance in terms of, look, this is what we're trying to go for. These are the things that you should think about as a moderator. When I reached out to Pete, I got to tell you, he shot right back at me and he was like, you know, the panel should not be about me. The panel should be about them. My job is to keep them talking. My job is to make sure that, you know, different members each have equal time. They're all being interesting. They're not getting off topic. Like he rattled down everything that I would say to a moderator. He had it all down. So Pete is totally on board or he's just completely playing me for a fool. What and he did there is he know. found a way to talk about him not talking. That's how Pete does it. He'll take the whole he'll he'll spend the whole panel telling the panelists how great of a panel they're gonna have and how much it's gonna be about them and probably never ask them a question. Well, we will see. The good thing is I'm on that panel, so <laughs> if it gets like that, I'll I'll have to lay the smack down. I, I'm kidding. Pete Pete is really good at that stuff and he'll he'll do a good job. I'm 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 only kidding here because Pete, oh, is, Pete is an egocentric son of a gun, but um, but yeah, no, he's he's always good in that in that uh, in that arena. If I was worried about anybody, I'd be worried about me. So yeah, you know, and it's funny because when I was thinking about who to use as moderators, because I'll be honest with you, I selected the panelists first. I I, I figured out what the panels are going to be 
who I wanted to involve as panelists. And then I said, who should be moderators for these things? Um, and Pete and yourself were two of the first ones I came to. And I know Pete, you know, does, he hosts comedy specials and everything in your neck of the woods. I just knew that he would do really, really well as a moderator. Um, so he, he was right out of the gate, someone that I thought would be good there. Um, and then as far as your panel, that's the second one of the day, which is the one that I'm really excited for because goodness, do you have a stacked lineup of panelists? Um, that's the Art of Mythic Legions. And that's going to be Eric Treadaway from the Four Horsemen, um, Nate Barch, and Trevor Williams. Um, you know, personally, Trevor by the one six shooter, if you know him by that name. Um, what's fun is I've had lengthy conversations with all three of them, and they're all just absolutely fascinating. Like you could talk to any one of them for the entire 45 minute session and not have any dead air time, not be bored. They're wonderful. Um, so you're moderating that. And, you know, obviously talking about art, I know that, you know, that's right up your alley. Again, I said, who better to to have that conversation with them than someone that can speak knowledgeably from the perspective they're coming from. And, you know, that certainly would be you. You're welcome. Uh, other The other panels, we're going to do one about 3D printing. Uh, and we got a, a nice mix on that as well. So Saba and Julie from Planetary Dog Toys are going to join us. Um, this is a very international panel, so they're going to join us. Uh, we've got Emil Wickman joining us from Sweden. I know you're very familiar with Emil. You've been working with him on some some really cool projects lately for Wolf King Customs. Um, and then Brian Burke from Von Burke Studios is going to join as well. And it's it's cool because all three of them, or I should say all four of them, because it's Sava and Julie, they're all sculptors. So they all do 3D digital sculpting. Uh, you know, Brian is full service. He does all the order fulfillment. He runs the entire company. I know Saba and Julie, they do some printing and they also work with a printer here in the States as well, whereas Emil is just does the sculpting. But I think that'll be a nice mix of people to talk about that topic. Um, and then hosting that one, moderating that one, you already mentioned his name on the show is uh, Anthony House Seal. Um, you know, he, again, I, I looked for people that I felt could relate to the topic at hand in some way. And I know Anthony runs Toy Forge. You know, he's out there, you know, doing 3D printing. So I thought he would be someone that could carry the conversation. And if if anything does get slightly technical, he won't be overwhelmed because he will understand the terminology. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, creating dioramas. We're going to do a panel on that. I know that that's a big part of photography for Mythic Legions, for display for Mythic Legions. So we got a nice mix there. We've got um, Chris Pinkerton from Crashbox Customs, which, I mean, if you've looked at any Mythic Legions photography lately, you'd be hard-pressed not to see some of his Mythic pieces represented in those photos. Um, he's great because he's going to talk, I think, from the perspective of producing these things at a professional level. You know, he's obviously selling them. Um, in addition, he does, you know, a lot of work with Mezco, a lot of their, uh, you know, trade show, like, like, you know, convention type displays, crazy displays that they do. He puts together all of those dials for them. Um, so he's going to have that perspective. And then we've got Dennis Derby and Timothy Peak, who are two, you know, do-it-yourselfers, who are doing dials for their own collections, their own photography. So I think that'll be a nice mix that someone looking to get into dials can hopefully 
get some tips from those guys, but then they'll also be, you know, a bigger part of the conversation with Chris. Um, and actually the moderator for that one is Joe Colton, who is not as well known, I would say in the mythic legions community, uh, but really known in the cosplay circles in the GI Joe circles. She hosts a, a, a podcast called what's on Joe's mind. Um, and if you are familiar with her from legions, it's because she did an awesome Artemis silver cord cosplay that we wrote an article on for the website. And, you know, even though she's not doing dios, I think a lot of the creativity, even a lot of the materials that she uses are similar to what the dio guys use. So I think that'll be a fun conversation as well. Perfect. And then that brings us towards the tail end of the day. The big panel is going to be with the horsemen themselves. Cornboy Jim and Eric will be joining us, and I have the privilege of moderating that panel, where we'll be talking about just a whole bunch of fun things. Uh, I've been saying all along, there will be reveals, there will be surprises. That is absolutely a panel that people are not going to want to miss. Uh, and then right on the tail end of that, we go right from that panel discussion right into a live broadcast of, of Legion's cast. You guys have the <laughs> the daunting challenge of taking two days, G-Con Day, Legion's Con Day, and distilling all of that excitement into 45 minutes of, of Legion's cast conversation to recap it for everybody. Yeah, that's going to be amazing. Um, uh, needless to say, I'll probably need a nap after we're done because uh, ex the excitement is, I can imagine right now that we're going to have seen so much, there's going to be so much to talk about, so many... Um, reveals and things things that in the future that are coming that we're just i don't know 45 minutes is going to be enough what yeah, if we go over what happens i'll stop you <laughs> <laughs> no i mean we've got some flexibility if it goes over a little bit that's not the end of the world the, the only thing really after you guys is you know us closing out the show so i mean we've got a little bit of leeway there but there's going to be so much. You guys are going to just kind of have to scratch the surface and, and say, okay, we'll get more in depth on this. Um, the other thing I will point out, by the way, and, you know, I, I we should talk logistics about Legion's Con just so people know where to register and, you know, what to expect. Um, but there's also going to be giveaways throughout the entire day. Um, you know, I have to thank some all of the generous sponsors uh, who, you know, not only the people that are participating as panelists and exhibitors, uh, but a number of those exhibitors and panelists have donated prizes, yeah. custom heads, 3D printed packages, um, full on custom figures. They're donating that and we're going to be giving those out throughout the course of the day. So that'll be fun. Um, all you have to do to be eligible to win is to be a registered uh, attendee. You don't even have to be on live because, again, I know not everyone can watch eight hours live with us. Uh, you don't even have to be live to win. We will reach out to you after the show to make sure you can, we can get you your prize. Nice. So can we talk about something? Um, I'm a little upset. And, and with? I need, with you, I think. Um, and I think it's, you know, basically, basically what my problem is, is this whole Legion's Con thing is great. But seriously, six bucks? I mean, six bucks. I mean, I got bills to pay. You know, I got legions yeah, so to buy. A, it's a hefty sum for uh, eight hours can, of programming. Can you can you explain to me exactly what you're going to do with my six bucks? Yeah, and it's it, it's funny you mentioned that because 
charging for the event is something that Joe and I went back and forth on. Um, and it's actually a topic of conversation that I saw people were debating on um, one of the, the action figure forums over at thefoosh.com. And, you know, one of the comments there was that, you know, why would you charge for a virtual event? And I think people are under this delusion that because it's virtual, it's free to run. And that couldn't be further from the truth. Um, you know, if you're doing a live event, people don't have a problem paying a door, you know, a, a door price to get in a ticket price because they're thinking, well, you had to rent the location. You have all these different expenses. Um, it's really no different doing a virtual event. You know, when Joe and I started talking about this, there are a number of free platforms that we could have used. You know, we could have used Facebook Live like the Horsemen have done in past years for GCon. But the reality is we started by saying, okay, what kind of what kind of show do we want to put on? And, you know, different platforms have different limitations. We did a ton of research to look for different platforms that could actually put on the type of show that we would want to see as fans and that we think fans deserve. And we ended up with a platform called Crowdcast, which quite frankly is not free. You know, Crowdcast has a, a monthly price to it um, to get the type of feature set that we need. It's actually a few hundred dollars a month. And we needed multiple months in order to set up registration, to do all of our testing, to run the event itself, et cetera. So, you know, when you look at the expenses of running a show like this, um, they're not zero dollars. So Joe and I had to make the decision, you know, do we charge for this or not? And, you know, you look at other events, like, again, like take Hascon, for instance. So just a few weeks ago, Hasbro does their big Hascon. And that was one of the examples on the Frouche that I think someone pointed out. They said, you know, Hasbro does it for free. And I'm happy they pointed that out because it's a great comparison. Um, you know, Joe and I are not Hasbro. Um, Hasbro puts on this free event. First off, Hasbro has a massive marketing budget. They put on this free event and it's a marketing event. So the whole point at the end of the event is to say, go to Pulse.com and buy all this new stuff. That's not what LegionsCon is. LegionsCon is not a marketing event. LegionsCon is a community, a fan-driven community event. Joe and I do not have anything that we are selling during this event. So the only way to recoup our costs is to charge a small ticket price. So, you know, what we did was we kind of said, okay, we looked at the expenses, we looked at what we felt we needed to charge to break even. So not even to cover, quite frankly, the, you know, probably 100 plus hours of work that's gone into putting this on, just what will allow us to cover our expenses so we can do this for the community. Um, and that was the decision to come up with that $6 price tag uh, to be able to fuel this. And it's funny because I have seen, you know, even on the Foosh, actually, I, I, I responded on the Foosh to that thread with some of the information I've just shared here. And there was even a poster that, you know, replied after that said, oh, you know, I was pretty sour on this event until Jeremy explained it. You know, and I think that, unfortunately, as a culture, as certainly as an Internet culture, we're so quick to point fingers at something and say, that's crap. You know, that's a money grab. And because they were saying stupid things. First of there was confusion. People thought that Legion's Con was the studio event. They were really confusing Legion's Con and G-Con. And 
they thought that this was a cheap ploy by the horsemen to, you know, get get some money for attending an event. And, you know, I replied, no, they've never charged for G-Con. This is a different thing. This is fan run. Yes, I do get to do work with the studio, um, but this is not studio funded. This is, you know, we didn't want this to be studio funded because we want to be able to focus on non-studio things. We want the 3D printers in companies to have a presence. We want other people that are, you know, selling different things to be able to come on all of those sales won't directly benefit the studio, nor do they benefit myself or Joe. So that was the thought process there. And it's been, there's actually been a number of people that have said, I would have paid more for this and I'm happy they would have, you know, that's not necessary that they had to pay more. I think we'll do okay with what we're charging. And quite frankly, I'm thrilled that as many people so far as have decided to support the show and to, to register. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm a little less upset. Thanks for that. Um, that 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 explained it. That's it. That that's yeah. Yeah, I was pretty bitter there, but um. Yeah, I you can... turned me around. If um, anyone thinks that we're getting rich on a six dollar a head, you know, ticket price, um, they're crazy. Uh, I mean, I just think it's funny that you know if you're a Mythic Legions, uh, consumer, I mean, six bucks, come on. I mean, you, yeah. you collect one of the most expensive toy lines out there. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, was that a pack of cigarettes in Michigan? I mean, come on. Which I don't smoke, obviously, because if I did, I would hope I would be thinner. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. So, what else you got for us? Well, what, are, what else we have going on? I mean, those, those are the big things. Those okay. are taking up a lot of my time. Um, well, let's, should we go into some, some, some Wolf King sales? Yeah, we can talk about that a little bit. So I know that you're, uh, you're excited for that as well. You've been, you've been doing some fun work with Wolf King, with Emil Wickman, and you've got a really cool, uh, set of characters that are making their debut in this upcoming monstrous, uh, October sale. Yeah. That, that's pretty exciting for you, right? Uh, very exciting. I'm 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 stoked. This is uh you know, like you alluded to I think earlier in the show, um or maybe it was before we started recording. This stuff takes a long time. You think you you know you think it doesn't. You think I mean I guess we know it does. We're we're used to seeing uh you know, uh prototypes of toys and then and then you know a year or a year and a half later you actually have them in your hands but i figured you know when we're dealing with 3d sculpting and you're dealing with just a head yeah this should this you should be able to knock this out in a weekend and that really doesn't happen um like that so not if you want it to be any good and um so yeah this these these heads we have this uh, god's fire series um of uh what we envisioned as templar soldiers uh, a special unit of templar soldiers that might be sent in to take care of uh the 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 monster type uh threat um where they specialize you know the this this kind of came to fruition like beginning of covid like way back in you know and uh what is that spring so you know, it was kind of an idea I had, and and I and I told Wick, I told Emil about it, and Emil was like, "Let's do this," and um, and we did it, and we've been working on it ever since. And geez, I've had the first um, uh, proto uh, like 
early samples for probably months at this point, you know, and, and yeah. painted them, but they just, they weren't, they weren't right. Uh, they've been resculpted. They've gone back to the, you know, Emil punched in a little bit more detail. We went back, we fitted them, we sized them. And by the time you go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth, it's fall by the time we actually get these in people's hands. So it's been a long time waiting for people to, I mean, the biggest thing was the reveal and people seeing them. That that's that's fun right there when people get, yeah. you, know, you get to get feedback and people finally see these things, and then some people actually like it, and um, and then so yeah, so I'm excited for this weekend. I know you've been through this already. You did you, you know Kickapoo was a while ago now, and and um, you're an old veteran, but I am really excited to see uh, if we sell one of these heads. Yeah, it's. Again, I've told this story before, but, you know, doing this all started for me doing that those Kitsune Fox heads that genuinely were for myself. It was something that I wanted for myself. You know, I had hunted down. I had tried to find Fox heads to use from other toy lines. Couldn't find anything. I looked at some of those like, you know, figurines, like unmovable figurines that you get at like Michael's Crafts and stuff. Could I find a fox that I could slice the head off and dremel out a hole and use that? I just couldn't find what I wanted. So the opportunity to actually have someone 3D model it and then have it printed and, you know, to be able to use it in my customs was such such a cool experience. Like it's something I never because I'd always used other existing toy parts or other people's 3D printed creations. So to have a hand in doing that was absolutely incredible. Um, and that's where you are right now. But, you know, the next step is when the community really embraces it and starts doing things with those parts that you are so close to now. You've, you've lived, you just said you've lived with these things for months. You've seen multiple versions. You've painted multiple versions. You've envisioned these characters. When you see someone take something so close to yourself and do something that you totally didn't expect and it is absolutely badass, that is next level where you're just like, oh my goodness. And I mean, I've talked to the horsemen about this. You know, when they look at, the customizing community and they see the stuff that people do with their parts. They're the same exact way where they're like, that's awesome. We never, like, I've never saw that part being used in that way, but that's totally genius. Um, so that's incredibly fulfilling and it's gotten me excited for the possibility of doing this. You know, it's opened up a whole new, <laughs> it's kind of like what you're almost spoiled because now you have an idea and there's almost no limiting factor. Because you can't say, well, I can't find the part or the part I want is too expensive, so I can't do it. Now you can just be like, let's get this done. Let's, let's get this thing 3D modeled. Let's get this thing printed. Let's make this happen. So it is really, really exciting. Um, and yeah, this this coming, you know, a couple weeks, uh, actually on Halloween, December, uh, December. I, I'm so bad with my month today. I don't know why I'm <laughs> all over the place. October. I'm all over the place with months. I'm just randomly calling November, September. Um, yeah, October 31st, Halloween. Uh, that's going to be the, nef the next Wolf King sale, the monstrous Halloween sale, monstrous October sale is what he's been calling it. Um, but he knew all along. He, he talked to me months ago. He said, hey, I think it'd be really fun to do October as like a really monster-driven sale. And then things just kind of fell into place where – 
even months before that, because I liked the critters so much, he had said, and by the way, when I say he, I'm talking about, you know, Glenn LaGuardia, obviously. Glenn's a good guy. Yep, Glenn's a great guy. (laughs) But he had contacted me and he said, you know, it's Wolf King Productions. Everyone's asking for wolves. You know, it's in the name. I feel like we have to do it do you want to spearhead that? Because he knows I like the critters and I had already worked with Walter DeMarco from mass customs on the Fox parts, um, on the, the badger parts. Um, and at this point they hadn't even been revealed yet, but also the turtle parts at that point I had worked on with him. So we already kind of had a rhythm for animal type characters. Uh, so doing the wolves was a natural progression. And I was frankly touched that he wanted me to handle that project because I knew it was important to, you know, his little company. Uh, but it just, everything just kind of lined up where the wolves were done right in time to put them in the October sale. The Templars were done right in time to put them in the October sale to give these monsters, like you said, some monster hunters that would fight them. And then he had some other cool parts, you know, like that Frankenstein head and so forth that he had been working on. Everything just kind of came together to make like a themed sale that I still think has a lot of variety. Mm -hmm. You know, it does. Because I mean, like, for instance, the first sale that Wolf King did with the fox heads um, if you didn't want a fox head or a fox tail, there was nothing there for you. That's all that was sold. Um, this sale, and I think what he's doing going forward is adding more variety. So, you know, if you just want, if you're just not into the animal type stuff, you don't want wolves, you don't want Frankenstein, but you're a super Templar guy, you can absolutely grab those parts and use them. Um, if you're not really doing the Templars, but you love the, you know, anthropomorphic characters, there's something there for you. There's something there for everybody. And I think that's, that's a really cool thing. It is. It is. And I got to say, um, you know, we have a running group text between, you know, us, me, you and Emil and, and, and Len. And, um, I tease these guys all the time about, you know, him and uh, Jeremy and Len being furries because they, they <laughs> love the animal characters all the time. And, and I'm not so much into them. Um, but I have to say, I'm excited about these wolves. I think they turned out great. And this is something I will get and um, I'll paint and I will have them in my collection. I think that they turned out amazing. And um, I'm, I'm actually excited about a furry character. Yeah, they're... they're... They're cool. I mean, they're also not as critter-like as... I mean, they're not a badger. I mean, I get, I get a badger. Yeah. You know? I, wolves are the kind of thing where if you tell somebody, yeah, we're doing like a, a, a werewolf-type character, people are like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. But when you say we did a badger, they're like, really? I didn't know that I needed a, a badger warrior. Um, but it, it's funny, because I'll tell you, those animal characters have been the some of the company's best sellers. Oh, I bet, yeah. And I just think it's because they're different. There's you a know? lot of you folks out there. There, there is. There's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot of critter lovers out there. <laughs> no, but they're different, you know, because I think people that are looking for some variety in their collections, that's that scratches an itch for them that they're not they're not necessarily getting anywhere else. Um, and the nice thing is those people like myself that like a little bit of everything, you know, having that variety, you can grab a few different ones and, and have some fun with it. But yeah, the wolves have gotten a great response so far, uh, frankly, much more than I expected. And I, I, like I said, even 
last night on my Mythic Conversation show when I recorded that, uh, you know, I said that if these are successful, I do have other ideas for kind of a little storyline and world that we've created. You know, we've talked, even the bio that I wrote for the, the good character, you know, Amarok Frostfang, I said that he's part of, you know, a small band, like a, like a ragtag band of adventurers that are going to challenge the evil wolf. Well, you know, if these are popular, then I want to explore that ragtag band. I want to say, well, what kind of characters are, is he surrounded with? What kind of characters are aligned with the evil wolf? That's, that's fun stuff. And you're doing the same thing. I mean, I've seen some of the comments about God's Fire where you've got five different characters you're going to reveal for that. But there's already people saying, like, well, what are their enemies? Like, who are they fighting? And I have to imagine that, you know, initially you're like, well, they fight the vampires of Mythic Legions. But now you're like, well, wait a minute. Do we have to add some new kinds of enemies? Like you start thinking about expanding on that storyline and it's just the, the, the possibilities are endless. It's yeah. so fun. It is. It is super fun. I, I can't, can't say enough how much fun I'm having. Um, and while we're talking about Wolf King, I got to give uh, Emil some props. That guy is, he's, he's talented in almost every way. Um, I mean, he does video editing, he does little movies, he does art, he does 3D sculpting for like a couple of months and is great at it. He's, uh, he's, he's amazing and he's fun to work with. So, you know, um, I don't want to, because I have a voice with podcasts and everything, like take too much of the credit on the God's Fire characters without throwing, throwing him the, the proper accolade. Cause he is really the guy behind, you know what they ended up really looking like and uh sure. it's awesome but yeah another thing we need to, to discuss coming up for um hey steve this... one second what's up I, I just gotta say this about emil you know you mentioned that he's multi-talented you know the funny thing about emil is not only is he multi-talented but he's like amazing at all of it like yeah you know, he's like, oh, I just threw this little piece of art together. And he shows like that cartoon he did uh, of all the different characters of, of Mythic Legions, like a bunch of different ones. That I mean, granted, it was very cartoony. It was very stylized. That's what he was going for. But oh, my goodness, was that awesome. Or like that video that he recorded for you guys for the other show. Like it wasn't amateurish. It was so polished and so put together. So like, I mean, not only is this dude creative in all these different ways, but he's like a rock star at all of them. Yeah, and when I said, when I said he's been sculpting for a couple of months and is great at it, I'm not really exaggerating that much. He's <laughs> relatively new to yeah. sculpting, like less than a year, yeah. and, and he's pulling off some of this stuff. And it's like, how do you do that? I don't, I don't get it. Um, and he's extremely fun. He's an extremely positive guy who just is kind of he has a he has a little bit of a childlike enthusiasm about yeah. things that is, is really uh, quite charming. Um, I'll just say it. I'm in love with the guy. Um, you know, if, if he wasn't all the way in Sweden, uh, my friend, my, my, my life partner, Jeremy DeWitt, would have some problems. Um, but I do have to talk about uh, the other thing that will be available this, uh, this coming Saturday is uh, the My Wife is Going to Kill Me Cleavers. Um, yeah. we're going to have a limited amount of painted only by, uh, Dustin Yoke. Um, he's going to be painting the, my wife's going to kill me cleavers. So 
what these are if you don't know i mean my wife is going to kill me is the other podcast uh i do and the, we we designed uh, pete mccarthy had this idea of a special part uh based on the cleaver from the artwork of the of the podcast and um talked to len about it and len said you better get steve on board because you're going to screw this up pete so i drew a picture of what i thought it should look like and then len got it sculpted and it came out awesome uh the acronym for my wife is going to kill me is hidden in the handle and the blade and if you want to get your hands on these you will be able to uh this saturday like i said there's going to be a limited number of them dustin's an amazing painter he's going to kill it he's going to i've already seen pictures of what he's painting they're they're really good uh he's a avid my wife is going to kill me supporter fan patreon supporter so i mean who better than to paint these things than someone like that who uh his heart's close to that show so um yeah that's another thing and these will be available unpainted as well down the road but this is how we're we're uh releasing them for the first time yeah and you know i'll a funny story about those cleavers so i'm also a supporter of of the my life is going to kill me podcast i know you're not totally aware of all the patreon supporters steve but i actually am a patreon supporter myself thank you jeremy um, you're, you're welcome steve i know you don't know I, everybody it's news to me <laughs> i am one of them so i'm a supporter of the show as well so when i got one of those cleavers you know a few months ago probably in my box, you know, uh, Len sent me a box of stuff and there was one of those in there. I was like, oh, this is really, really cool. I didn't even actually notice. I noticed the handle having the initials, but I didn't even notice it cut into the blade at first. So that was a nice little moment of delight, but I painted it up, it looked really cool. And then it was one night before my Mythic Conversation show that I get a text from you that says, hey, do you have any of those cleavers? And I'm like, yeah, I have one. And you're like, did you paint it? And I said, yeah, I sent you a picture of it. And I'm like, look, isn't it cool? And you're like, can you give that away tonight? And I'm just like, this is mine. Like, I have one. I have one that I painted. And yeah. you're just like arbitrarily like, no, man, give it away. Yeah. Give it away to someone that, give it away to a supporter. Just completely ignoring me and my hard-earned dollar a month that I contribute to your success. I'm sorry. But I'm happy to report that I did get a second one Ooh. and I do have it in my collection now and I'm not giving that one away. Well, I want you to know that I, I got um, my comeuppance on that because you see, Len uh, mentioned to me one time, you know the first ogre that, that, that Emil worked on? The Emil, Emil made yeah. the ogre head? He yeah. mentioned to me that he wanted one of those things painted. And so I thought I was going to be a good friend. And uh, when he, he sent me my, he said, I bought some and I painted it up and I made it really nice. And I didn't tell him I was going to do it. And I put it in a box and I sent it to him as a surprise. So that Len would have one of my painted ogre heads so he would have an ogre head for himself. And then without telling me or asking me, you can win that ogre head this weekend as one of the prizes, the giveaways for uh from wolfgang customs um so he liked it so much that he's just given it away a present that a, that a good friend did for him so that that's the kind of thanks i get you see that i mean that makes I, a guy feel bad that that <laughs> i could see i can see how that would cut i can yeah. see how that would just cut deep yeah yeah 
I mentioned it to Len. He didn't really care. So, anyways. He's giving back to the community. You know, yeah. he wants to share. He wants to share. Yeah. Well, share something else, buddy. <laughs> but, yeah, so that'll be fun. I mean, that's, like I said, a couple big weeks. Oh, that'll be Halloween, and then, you know, a few short weeks after that, we'll have the, the G-Con and Regions Con stuff. Good to know. We've got a lot of good stuff, a lot of good, exciting stuff to happen, or is going to happen for, you know, Legion's fan in the next couple of weeks. Um, hopefully, me and Pete and Travis can get together, and we'd like to put out a another show before Legion's Con, Legions Con and G-Con, but we'll see. Um, yeah. Those guys... And I think, not for nothing, Steve, but... You know, being kind of on the inside, in, at least in some small way, you know, I've had multiple conversations with, you know, the guys at the studio throughout this past year. And, you know, it, this has been such a weird year. You, you know, you don't know what to do. Um, you know, obviously delays at the factory, you know, being worried about do we run a sale during a pandemic? You know, because early on they had plans. This is the 20th anniversary of Four Horsemen Studios. Like when we were at Legion's Con 2019 last year, getting ready to kick off, you know, year number 20 for the studio, they had huge plans for 2020 and everything had to change. And, you know, I remember early on talking to them and them saying like, look, we don't think it's, you know, it makes sense. We don't think it's responsible to launch some kind of big pre-order during this time when you know, there's so much uncertainty. Now, in retrospect, we all know that those early months of COVID, people were spending money like they were, like it was on there was no, it was on fire. <laughs> yes. I mean, Legion's prices around like April and May oh. were sanity. <laughs> and they they they've fallen. I mean, oh, they've come back to earth. Yes, yeah. for sure. I mean, they're by no oh. means cheap, but they're not what they were. <laughs> you know. Oh no, there there was a point that. Look, let's be honest. There was a point that us longtime Mythic Regions like fans were like looking at our cases, going, mm, "I love these figures, but I think I want to play the percentages that these are going to be re-released at some point." Oh, I may have to move some of these parts because there were some crazy prices. You know, I was looking at a case and calculating it in my head and being like, "That's a car. I'm a car for that case." Yeah. Um, you know, it has come back down, which which is, let's be honest, it's good because we want people to have access to these things. Um, but my point is that I know there have been a lot of plans for 2020 that have had to change. Um, I'm really hoping that G-Con and Legion's Con is the start of what's going to hopefully be a big year for Legion's fans in 2021. I think these guys have some really cool stuff on deck for us as fans. Um, and I'm like, I've, I've always said, I'm a fan, you know, first and foremost, outside of the work I get lucky enough to do with them. I'm super excited just to be seeing new stuff revealed and released and to get my hands on these things. Yeah, me too. I'm right with you. Um, very excited, excited for the future. Um, all right. Well, I think that's going to wrap up our little uh, special episode here. Thanks for taking time to talk to me tonight, Jeremy. Absolutely, man. Anytime. I always say it. Anytime you want me on, I'm, I'm just a, uh, a text message away. Nice. We need that because, uh, let's face it, my other two co-hosts are shoddy as hell. So, <laughs> all right, that's going to be it, everybody. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed that. We're going to wrap this up, and uh, we'll be back.
Well, whenever we can get back.